Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, I'm Grant Wall. Welcome to the Planet Football Podcast. This week's interview guest is Yael Averbush-West, former U.S. Women's National Team player, founder of Techni Football, and the executive director of the NWSL Players Association. A quick reminder, if you like the podcast, it would really help us if you go to Apple Podcasts and provide a rating and a review, and we'd appreciate you recommending the podcast to someone you know. Onward! Our guest today is Yael Averbush-West. She is a former star at the University of North Carolina who had 26 caps for the U.S. women's national team and has played in 10 seasons of professional club soccer. She's the executive director of the NWSL Players Association and the founder of Techni Football, a soccer training app. Yael, thanks for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm excited for the conversation. Great to have you in studio here in New York. And you wear so many hats that I wanted to start just by asking, which of your jobs are you spending the majority of your time on? these days? <laughs> Very good question. So yeah, I found myself at one point with kind of like three full-time jobs. So I've had to really think about my priorities, which for many years, pretty much my whole life was my on-field playing career. Um, now it's shifted Techni Football, the soccer training app. Uh, that I've created and still very much a work in progress. That's kind of taking up the majority of my time, and that's my main focus. And then um, the NWSL Players Association work is obviously really important, and especially right now and this timing of things, um, spending a lot of time on that as well. So I've had to be very careful with prioritizing my time and managing it to also take a little bit of time to relax. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I mean, and I, I might as well address this part now. You're not playing professionally right now. Uh, you've had a, a very impressive career on the field, and uh, you decided to step away from the NWSL last year. What led to that? Yeah, so I have an illness called ulcerative colitis, and it's something I've known I've had for a while. It's a really nasty digestive disease. I'll spare everyone the, the details of what goes on. But yeah, just a, a lot of discomfort. And I, um, I've, like I said, I've known I've had it. I've managed it well throughout the years, you know, playing and going for long periods of time in remission with no symptoms at all. But the last three years, you know, and it 
kind of a combination effect of moving a number of times, um, starting my own business alongside playing professionally still, and kind of all of those stresses that now I'm very hyper aware of. I was dealing with, you know, immense amount of stress, anxiety, pressure, and they kind of um, have led to a flare up of this illness that I haven't really been able to fully kick. I'm kind of on the I'm on the tail end of my recovery, but I just I couldn't push through another season of dealing with trying to get healthy and playing. They don't quite work together all the time. Yeah. And you've been very frank about all of this on your social media, which I, I admire uh, <laughs> in, in, you know, sort of being very upfront about the whole thing. Uh, I'm sorry you've been taken away from playing on the field. No, it's okay. It's been a really important life lesson for me. And I do share it for that reason, as I think, you know, everybody has their, their struggle and it's different for everybody. But, um, Certainly, this has really caused me to evaluate how I do things in my life and how I want to do things moving forward. And it, what I was doing wasn't sustainable. So let's talk about NWSL Players Association. We'll talk about all this stuff here. Um, uh, and it's been a good year for women's soccer, obviously, winning the World Cup. It's been a good year for the NWSL. Um, and, and there's a lot going on. But first off, could you sort of explain what the NWSL Players Association is and what it's not. Yes, very very good way of putting that question. Yeah, so um, as an active player a few years ago, alongside some of my peers, we've all of a sudden found ourselves to be veteran players in the league. It went quick from being a newbie to all of a sudden one of the older players. And uh, we really felt that as a group of players, we needed a voice. And we had no voice. We had no way to get questions answered and really no support for that group of players who needs the support the most in this country. And so we started the organization a number of years ago, and it's um, continued to gain uh, formalities and, and we've, we're building it out. But really the whole idea is how can we make the player experience better, allow the players' viewpoints and real-life implications of all the rules that get formed in the league to be heard and understood by the league and by others and also how can we support the players understanding that progress with salaries and professionalized conditions in the league will take time and we know and we want them to happen as they're able to happen um, but how can we support players to find form a second source of income to find stability in their lives continue their education and really continue their professional development off the field alongside their playing career. And I think that is the key to um, to lasting stability on the player side, which obviously then really helps the league. Yeah, and there's a separate players union for the U.S. women's national team, correct? Th those players? Yeah, so I think that this is what a lot of people get confused about, is technically we have different employers. So this is all, I I've, uh, went to Labor Law 101 now, um, <laughs> and I haven't graduated yet from that 101 <laughs> class. But um, so... They receive their paycheck from U.S. Soccer for their participation in the league, and um, U.S. Soccer's investment uh, financially in, in this has been enormous for the league and a really important piece of why we just finished the seventh year in such um, in such a good place. Uh, and everyone else in the league receives their paycheck from NWSL. So mm -hmm. because of that, we have two different employers and we have two different unions. We work very closely together, and when it comes to the league, we have a lot of the same experiences and concerns, but... Um, the reality is that at one point a few years ago, only about 30 players in our 30 women in our country had any sort of representation when it comes to um, the employer employee relationship. And so no one else had any any sort of representation there. So what is life like for a rank and file NWSL player? Yeah, you know. 
It's really interesting because I think when people, we always joke as players in league, and I still consider myself, I still call myself a player, even though I wasn't part of this last season. Um, you know, when we go to do camps and clinics and we talk to kids about you that we're living the dream of being a professional soccer player, they'll say, you know what? Oh, so you live in a mansion? And it's like this ongoing joke. Like, <laughs> if people only saw some of the things that we have to do to be able to live our dreams, and I think. Um, it is a grind. I think that's the best way to put it. It's uh, We are extremely grateful for the opportunities that we've had, for the investment of, of all the people that make it possible. But it's certainly a grind. Um, most players do not make enough money to live. And are, we're fortunate that, or, or unfortunate, we could argue, that in the women's soccer landscape, um, most of these players come from very affluent, comfortable families who can still support them. Uh, but the reality is most players need to do something on the side and can't fully focus on being a professional athlete. And it's a very stressful lifestyle. You never know where you're going to live. You never know how much money you might be making next year or not. And I think that takes an enormous emotional toll on the players in a way that it's hard to, it's not something you can you know, quantify in numbers. Okay. And in terms of the recent announcement that more money would be spent on salaries in the NWSL. Part of the analysis was like, well, even though Sam Kerr did leave, this will allow like, you know, foreign players to be able to make more money than they were making. Will the rank and file American NWSL player benefit from this? So I think absolutely. I think okay. th this recent set of rule changes, um, we feel really positive about. The, um, some of the things not having to do with the salary in terms of player stability, being paid throughout the year, having housing in your market throughout the year, those are game changers. I mean, we have players, and I did this myself, moving every six months. That is financially and emotionally extremely taxing. And so to be able to stay where you are and know that you have a place to live uh, goes a long way. Additionally, I mean, the, the minimum and maximum for players – for all players in the league has, have gone up. And um, the extra money that clubs are now able to spend on potentially bringing in an international star, I think that we all have the, the common feeling in the league that we want this league to be the destination in the, for, for the world in women's soccer. And so um, we're all very happy that there's the opportunity now to entice players financially. And it's pretty cool that the women's game has gotten to the point where that's become a thing where it's kind of it can become a bidding war over players and that's i think when you see things get to the next level it's really exciting to hear about it in europe but now we can participate as well yeah i mean we talked about how the nwsl has, has been around for seven years uh previous leagues weren't around for longer than three so already the nwsl has had some stability that previous leagues did not um i guess one question for you is i bro broke a story last week about uh, the USL, which operates second and third division men's teams in this country, uh, is seriously exploring starting a rival Division One women's league to the NWSL. Um, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, so I mean... I was really upset when I saw that news. I hadn't really heard much or anything about it, to be honest. And to me, I mean, I, I want women's soccer to grow in this country, more arguably up there with anybody else. Um, but I think that the way to do it is not to form competing factions. I mean, and this is why we've taken, as, as a players union, we've taken a really different and unique approach to our negotiations with the league. And 
that's because of the place that the league is in right now. Yes, we're in the seventh season. There have been awesome attendances, but uh, we can't stand for competition from within. And I think that in this country, you know, we, we've not seen that work for there to be rival t- top level sports leagues. So, you know, what I express publicly on, on social media is really what I feel. I would really hope that USL would take a collaborative approach and become part of what we're building because. The fact of the matter is there are only so many resources and so much attention to go around, and we need to build that in one place. By splitting that up, I think it's incredibly detrimental to all of women's soccer. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, it's good news that people want to invest more money in women's soccer, but yeah, you want to have it be, you know, kind of working together, I would think. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I feel very strongly about that. I, I think that there is no room for us to battle each other here. We all need to be working towards a common goal, and... Um, NWSL, you know, there have been ownership groups now that, just in this league, but have been part of other leagues who for seven years have invested heavily in this. And as players, we're incredibly appreciative of the process we're going on and the investment that has been made already. And to think of someone else coming in with money to invest or resources but not wanting to join the effort is really disappointing. Uh, You said you spent a lot of your time on uh, technique football. You're out. What is it? Yeah, good question. So, um, you know, throughout the years, the thing that I've connected with most as a player has been that time spent on my own training with the ball. And I I definitely have a little bit of an obsessive personality when it comes to things like this. But I just I love going out with the ball to the wall and juggling, dribbling, you know, striking the ball over and over. And um, I, I started a YouTube channel at one point and I share a lot of training ideas on the YouTube channel. But really the idea of Techni football is to offer players organized training progressions that they can follow, they can track their progress, and they can see the time that they're training accrue literally on their st- in their stats in the app. Because I think, you know, that's something that I was taught as a, a young player that I really appreciate is like consistency over time really adds up. So what we tell players using the Techni app is just 10 minutes a day of extra training, which is really manageable, over a year ends up being more than 60 hours of extra mm. work. So it's really, it's about... Um, individual training that players can do, but it's also about kind of teaching the concepts of mastery and discipline and accountability that I think were such a huge and influential part of my life as a player and still are. What's your soccer story? How did you get into this sport? Yeah, good question. Uh, my So my parents um, knew nothing about soccer, like unfortunately, like too many Americans, uh, but we're lifelong athletes, uh, long distance runners. And uh, my my friend in, in school was playing soccer. And so I actually went to her soccer game just to watch, to support her. And they needed an extra player. And I was way too scared. I was a really shy kid. I was like, no, sorry, guys. So they played down a player that day. I was too scared to join. But then I thought it looked like fun. So the next season I joined. And, um, you know, I was, I think, seven when I started. And I remember by the time I was nine or ten, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I was all in. So since that point, you can imagine what happened after that. It's just it's all history. I've been... You know, that has been my singular focus literally since I was nine years old. Wow. Um, You went to North Carolina. We had Anson Dorrance on our podcast series earlier this year, um, throwback about the origin stories of the U.S. Women's National Team and the Women's World Cup. He was obviously the 1991 coach when they won. Uh, very unique character. Yes, uh, character is a good word. <laughs> what, what, what was your take on on your experience with Anson? 
Oh, I mean, Anson, I think I think the long to be really honest, the longer I'm away from playing at the program, the more I appreciate Anson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a tough coach to play for. It's, it's tough there. It's extremely competitive. He does not spare anyone's feelings. You will know exactly his opinion of you on any given day. And so uh, I certainly had a love-hate relationship when I was playing for him. I mean, there were... I had a wonderful experience playing for that program and going to school in Chapel Hill. Um, But, you know, there were certainly my fair share of tears and angry statements being made and things like that. But, you know, leaving there, I now realize, having been coached by a lot of different people and been in different team cultures, how special the team culture is there. And that's that comes from him and his, I think, above all, which is ironic because he's such a winning coach. He really cares about developing players' character, and he cares most about the people he's developing rather than the players. And it's um, it's really special because that's not the case with every coach out there. Okay, interesting. Um, you know, I wanted to ask also, what have I got here? Oh, yeah. You are married to a fellow podcast guest who was on uh, the show recently, Aaron West. Um, and I, I think it's it's very cool. Uh, how did you guys, you're both, you're both from Carolina or you both spent time in Carolina, right? Yeah. So actually, um, I Aaron grew up in Chapel Hill. So I, but I didn't know him my whole four years in college. And oh, I really? actually, after my, after my, which is probably better for both of us, um, <laughs> after my first uh, season playing professionally, I went back to school to try to finish up some of my coursework. And I was out at our game field at Fetzer Field, which now is uh, named after Anson mm-hmm. Doran's field. Uh, it's definitely a much nicer setup now than it was when I was back back in school. But um, I went out to kick around kind of late, and I saw that these two guys came down onto the field, and I was I was mad because they weren't supposed to be playing on our beautiful grass field. And then I started to say, oh, no, these guys are pretty good. So we ended up becoming really good friends, and obviously Aaron was one of those guys. So uh, our relationship really started on the soccer field. Wow. and. Yeah, and it's still it's still uh, a lot of it takes place on the soccer field. <laughs> nice. I mean, what what's that like? Like, f- like, for example, here, my wife doesn't like sports. Oh man. And <laughs> it's actually really healthy in a sense. Is why I've always thought is that when I'm like I love my job when I'm you know, but when I'm on off the clock, I, I can kind of get away from it a little bit. Um, but then again, it's good to have common interests, which I do with my wife. But like. What's that like when you and your spouse are that all in on soccer? Yeah, well, to be honest, we we don't share many common interests outside of that. So maybe this is good. We have the other <laughs> the other balance. Um, you know, soccer is so much. I think for both of us is so much more than just playing on the field or watching the game. There's something about it that it's it's changed my life, and um, that passion I think is really nice to share with somebody where. Uh, he understands how the game affects me at a deeper level than just, okay, well, you didn't have a good performance, like move on. It, it's more than that. And I think that shared understanding and then also seeing how passionate he is about the game and seeing him be able to now make a career from that has been really cool because I actually embarked on my soccer career prior to really loving and appreciating the game. Mm-hmm. And Aaron has always loved and appreciated the game and now has made it part of his career. So it's been kind of an interesting um, crossroads for us where we now understand each other a lot more. That's really cool. I, I mean, and in case listeners don't know, since I had Aaron on the podcast uh, a couple months ago, he's been doing these amazingly cool uh, videos uh, for Turner BR on uh, Champions League, uh, going to very you know interesting destinations in Europe, and uh, you should check those out. Um, have you ever thought about doing media full time? You have a million jobs, but like you're you're a good writer. I've read some of the stuff that you've written before. Um, 
I also know that I, I think I may have been aware of your mom before I was aware of you because I, I that's read like my it. worst nightmare when people say that. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> just sorry. kidding. Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like she had, uh, didn't she do a book with Brandy Chastain? Yeah, and actually with Anson Dorrance before that. Yeah. So she, um, yeah, she's a, a longtime writer. She used to be on the radio actually. But yeah, you know, um, media and writing and verbal expression has been a huge part of our family because. Of, greatly in part because of my mom. And so I haven't, you know, I'm trying to limit my number of professions at the moment, but <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. I do really enjoy writing. I mm-hmm. enjoy, um, you know, being on camera and sharing some of the thoughts and ideas I have that I feel really fortunate that others shared with me. So it's not out of the picture, but I'd rather not add anything to my agenda. <laughs> <laughs> what, we're nearing the end of the year, and it's a time of the year when people sort of take stock of the year that's passed and the year coming ahead. What are you hoping to, to do in, in the next year or two? Yeah, you know, it's been really interesting. I've For now, the last couple of years have been a really strange and interesting time in my life due to my health situation. And for a while, I was really, really sick, like much sicker than I am right now. And so I, I was saying for a long time, okay, well, my health is my number one priority, but I was spending all day um, working on the Techni app. I was taking calls at all times of day and night for the Players Association. And I, if I'm being honest with myself, I wasn't really taking my health into account. And our health is the most valuable thing we have. So I, which I knew logically, but I wasn't really acting like it. Uh, so for me, really, in this upcoming year and looking at this year past, I, I need to make that shift to really take care of myself above my other responsibilities, which at a lot of times those have come first. And, you know, even above literally being able to to get up out of bed. I was like bedridden for a while and was on my computer working like crazy. Um, so it was extreme at some points. But yeah, I'm on, I'm on a new mission to really um, take care of myself first and foremost. And then that will also allow me to offer more to the communities I serve through the Techni app and helping players to achieve their dreams in the game and then being able to support the NWSL players to create an even better experience for them. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so well, the spelling of my name is always a tricky one, but um, all of my social media handles are my name, so Y-A-E-L, and then last name A-V-E-R-B-U-C-H. And then uh, Techni Football is also a good thing to check out. You can actually just download the app from the App Store, and we offer a totally free uh, one-week trial, no strings attached. I hate when people try to trick you into charging you after the trial. So you can, if you're a soccer player or want to become a soccer player, you can check that out and test your skills. Yal Everbush West, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Yal Everbush West as well as producer Harry Swartout and everyone at Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Remember, if you like the podcast, it would really help us if you go to Apple Podcasts and provide a rating and a review, and we'd appreciate you recommending the podcast to someone you know. See you next time.